Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody else. Praise the Lord, apostolics. Praise the Lord, people of faith. Praise the Lord, people that have been delivered. Praise the Lord, people that are going to be delivered. Praise the Lord, everybody who's had a miracle. Praise the Lord, everybody who's about to get another miracle. Let everything that had breath right now, let there be a shout would go up for just a moment in time. Come on, give your voice to Jesus. Hear your people praise you, O Lord. We give glory unto the glory. Let our glory reflect the Shekinah glory. Man, I feel something in this place tonight. Good Lord. I hope the devil has an escape route. Some way to get out quick. Somebody is going to be delivered tonight. Several things, as Pastor V already said, are in the making. Look at someone and tell them there's a miracle in the making. There's a miracle in the making. And uh, I love and appreciate this church. I enjoyed, man, I enjoyed myself at Bethlehem this morning, watching God fill people with the Holy Ghost and doing what he does. I had people even telling me this morning they're ready to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And uh, that's good because y'all do that here. Burger King makes Whoppers. McDonald's Big Macs. B.C. baptizes in Jesus' name. We're specialists, folks. You're specialists. We're specialists. We're specialists. I give honor to Pastor B and Sister B. And I'm going to say this to you. And my my beautiful daughter and Ashlyn is back there. And my wife sends her love. Uh, You know what I love about this church? A culture of worship regardless where you go. There's times I'm preaching around. And uh, I see see Kate or Ellie at one of these revivals. And they're in there worshiping God and praising God. Not because mom and daddy's making them do it. But because they're raising this kingdom culture that this is what we do. It comes natural to give God glory and praise. I see so many young people here. I've watched you grow up, and now you're still praising God. This is the only life. If if you will designate you a worship partner and tell somebody, I'm going to need you to be my worship partner tonight, uh, then I'll let you be seated. But I need you to designate somebody. Make sure you get the right one. Ask them if they'll clap, if you're clapping, jump, if you're jumping, leap, if you're leaping, run, if you're running. Ask them if they'll be your worship partner. Get you a worship partner before you're seated. Get you a worship partner. You got one? Got you one? Have you got a good one? Anybody need to switch? Anybody need to switch? If you got you a praise partner, you can be seated. Thank you for, thank you for standing, man. It feels good in here tonight. Lord, there's certain words that are used to describe people that are what I would call visionaries or people that are ahead of their time. Some people, they're living in the right now, but they've already kind of touched the future. You see this even secularly, like people like Henry Ford, he was way ahead of his time. 
People like Dr. Martin Luther King, he was way ahead of his time. He was seeing a day where there would be uh, his dream fulfilled, that we would be walking together in harmony. Uh, we can call these people pioneers. We can call them innovators. We can call them groundbreakers, trailblazers, whatever. Uh, the old song says these is the people who were ahead of their time. They was country when country wasn't cool. So you have people who understand what's coming before it gets here because they have been checking the map. They have been checking the book. And so they understand what to expect before everybody else starts expecting it. In other words, there are people who have insight into things that the masses do not really understand. I believe I'm with some of those people right now who we know what's coming. We understand what's about to happen. We're not looking for the Antichrist. We're not looking for the world to blow up. We understand that Jesus is about to split that sky wide open. And we may be saying hallelujah over here and hallelujah over there before it's done with. And you got to watch the crowd because the crowd has a tendency to be wrong. If you're one of these people that try to go with what the majority's doing, I can tell you biblically, uh, the crowd always has a proclivity to lean towards the wrong direction. And, 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 and because the crowd does that, what they will often do to people like you is they'll criticize you at first, then they will try to kill you, and then when they realize what you've done work, they'll try to copy you. I said there's a lot of people trying to copy the Pentecostal church, but you can't copy us unless you've been born again of the water and of the spirit. You're just an imitator. I'm with the originals, with the originator. Aren't you glad you're not a copy or a washed up version of somebody that's trying to be something? So I'm going to read this to you and I'm going to take you somewhat slow and uh, I, I'm going to step on the gas at just the right time, but I, I need to read to you the book of John chapter 2. I don't know everything I'm going to do tonight. Please don't be uh, a, a let down if I don't do a lot of ministry and give ministry. I, I have to preach this word to you because this word right here is about to set us in another level to understand who we are, what we belong to, and who's coming for us, okay? Uh, so John chapter 2 and verse 1 is probably familiar to you. Uh, now that you kind of rested your feet for a moment, stand up and let me read it to you. Uh, John chapter 2 verse number 1, it said, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Question mark. Watch this. Mine hour is not yet come. Mm. Now you can't get any more negative than that. Jesus just told her, my time to do this kind of stuff is not here yet. And his mother just ignores that and says unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Tell your neighbor, do what he tells you to do. I want to talk to you a little bit this evening about living ahead of our time. About living ahead of our time. 
not just behind the time, not just in the time, but living in what is about to come. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord? And I want to just us thank God right now. I want to I want to thank you, King Jesus, for the people that you brought underneath this tent tonight. I want you to anoint them as well as me. Let them hear the voice of God and not the voice of a man. Let the Spirit speak clearly and expressly what you want to say to the church in this hour. Anoint this people tonight. Unlock the gifts of the Spirit, the power, the demonstration of the Holy Ghost, and we're going to start thanking you right now for healing people. I thank you for people being baptized in Jesus' name. I thank you for people being filled with the Holy Ghost. Elbow your worship partner now and tell them, say, now, kick in and help me now. You said you were going to help me do this. Let's Let's see what you got. Tell them, say, come on now. We made a covenant that we were going to magnify the Lord with me. Don't watch me do it. Help me do it. Before you sit down, tell somebody, say, we're living ahead of our time. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Jesus said it wasn't time yet, meaning the time of miracles had a set date that was not this time, but it was somewhere in the future. Now, I want you to understand something about Jesus. Jesus is so awesome. Until the prophets of old, thousands of years before Jesus ever showed up, they come writing, they come chronicling everything that Jesus was going to do. They told you when he gets here, he will be doing this. And so when you understand that one of the things that we were to find the Messiah was going to do when he got here was something that nobody had ever done. He will open the eyes of the blind. Now, believe it or not, the Old Testament has a lot of miracles in it, but one miracle that is is not in the Old Testament is the one that Jesus done more repeatedly than he did any other miracle, and that was giving sight to the blind. That was one of his messianic symbols that when Messiah gets here, he will begin opening up the eyes of the blind. Why? Because the prophet said he was going to do it. So when you get here and see him doing it, you know this is the man. He's going to come riding into town on a donkey. That was prophesied. Tell your neighbor, that was prophesied. Matter of fact, the Bible said it like this. This was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying that he will come in riding upon the foal of a donkey. There's so much stuff I could go on and on and tell you that the Bible said he would be wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. All of these things Jesus had predicted and he also fulfilled. Let me say it again. It was predicted that Jesus would do it and Jesus fulfilled what was said that he was going to do. With that being said, this is amazing. With that being said, this miracle that I just read to you about of the turning water into wine is not predicted. No prophet ever said. Now, now you would you would put your thinking cap on. You would almost think that the first miracle that Jesus ever performed, which would be turning water into wine, that some prophet somewhere back some ancient days ago would have said, he will take water and turn Dasani water into red wine. 
but it is not said. Why? I'll tell you why. Because whenever they were wanting water, uh, Jesus told his mother, he said, it ain't time for me to do miracles yet. You're getting ahead of yourself. Now, I want to explain something to you, and we'll step on the gas in a minute, but let me lay a little foundation for what God's about to do in our lives because we're living in this bubble called time. We're living in time. God does not really exist in time. He is in eternity, which is circular. Listen to me. Eternity doesn't start when you get there. When you get there, eternity is already taking place in a circular motion. No beginning, no ending. It is already there. So when you die and get to heaven, heaven didn't start that day. It is already eternity right now. Am I making sense to you? I'm breaking it down as much as I have to. In other words, eternity is not in our future. Eternity is taking place outside of time right now. It's already there. We, we, don't, we, don't, we can't fully put our mind around that because we can't understand how God can operate with no beginning and no ending, how that he just always has been the great I am because we live in this bubble of time and we understand time to move linear. In other words, we think the day starts at 6 o'clock, we move to 7 o'clock, then to 8 o'clock, and we learn as we go, progress to the day. God is much bigger than that. God does not start at 6 and go to 7 and 8 and figure things out as he goes. God has the luxury of being God and he stands on the outside of your life and your timetable and he's not confined by the time-space continuum. He already knows what's going to happen before it happens because he declares the end from the beginning. What does this mean? This means that God does not wait until tomorrow and say, oh, my God, I did not see that happening. Uh-oh, I didn't know they were going to do that. Oh, no, I didn't know this was going to happen. I promise you, God already knows everything you're going to do before you even do it. He knows every mistake, every failure. That's why he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He declares the end from the beginning. What are you saying? What I'm saying is when you tap into the presence of God, into his eternal way of thinking, you don't have to wait until tomorrow or the next day or some time up ahead. You can do like Mary done. She said, I'm not waiting on a set time. I already know who you are. I already know what's available in you. I'm not waiting to 7 o'clock when church starts. Eternity is available to us right Right now, I was preaching down in, 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 in Florida, and, and this lady came in. I, I've met her and her family. She's a Messianic Jew, and, and she came in, and I, I, I give this lady a word. I'd never seen her, but I told this lady, I said, lady, you're going to have what looks like a heart attack. I said, but, but the Lord told me to tell you it's going to look like a heart attack. It may even feel like a heart attack, but God said, do not believe the report of the doctors. You will not have a heart attack. You shall not die, but you shall live. This lady looked pretty healthy, but in about two weeks of time, I got a message on my phone from her daughter. She said, preacher, you don't know who I am. She said, but I'm this lady's daughter. Said that you give her a word in Florida that she would have what looked like a heart attack but you said that she would live and not die and that it would not be a heart attack if she would believe God's report instead of the report of the doctor. She said, they are med-flighting my mother off of Carnival Cruise Lines right now.
right now. She's had a massive heart attack while we were on, 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 a, on a trip, on a cruise. She said they have, have got her and bringing her to the hospital. But then she said this in the message. She said, but I, but I have my phone uh, laying on her chest. And she's repeating that prophecy over and over, listening to that word that said, you shall live and you shall not die. You shall have what looks like a heart attack, but you won't have a heart attack. She, she said, I, I kept checking back, and she said, my mother has played that 1,000 times. She said, I finally got to the hospital and said, my mother is frustrating the doctors. The doctors are mad at my mama because they keep telling her, lady, you've had a heart attack. We're going to have to do bypass surgery on you in the morning. She said, well, listen to this, laying on her chest, replay. The Lord said, whose report shall I believe? Shall I believe the Lord or shall I believe the doctor? The doctor said, I'm a doctor, and you had a heart attack. She said, but before I ever had the heart attack, the Holy Ghost told me it would look like a heart attack, but it wouldn't be a heart attack. She kept play, she, she said every time the doctor came in, my mother just had that on repeat. She played it for about 24 hours over saying, but God, you said this. And the doctor said, we're taking you to surgery at 6 o'clock in the morning. She said, what far? I did not have a heart attack. He said, lady, I'm the doctor here. You had a heart attack. He showed up at 6 o'clock in the morning with his notebook and all of his iPad and scratching his head. He said, well, I need to tell you something. She said, tell me what you want to tell Tell me. He said, well, I think we made a miscalculation. What's the miscalculation? He said, well, first of all, he said, I don't know how to say it. She said, I'm going to say it for you. I did not have a heart attack. He said, you're right. You didn't have a heart attack. You're just dehydrated. I wish you could hear me. God's already in your tomorrow giving you a word on Sunday night that's going to affect change on Monday and Tuesday. If God can get ahead of us, we need to send some praise up the road and say, God, I thank you for what you're going to do before you even do the thing. Would you help me right now? I want to do something. I'm going to pray. I want you to praise God for people being baptized who ain't even been baptized yet. Come on, it's easy to praise him for people who already got the Holy Ghost. But we're going to give God praise for people who are about to receive the Holy Ghost. I, I'm getting in eternity right now. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm moving ahead. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. We know who holds tomorrow in the palm of his hand. Be seated and listen. Based on what Jesus said, it wasn't time for miracles yet. It wasn't time for his ministry to kick off yet. This leads me to understand something. And you won't have a little hard time believing this, but I'm going to work it out scripturally. I'm going to bring it into context. I'm going to proof text it for you. This leads me to understand something. If, if, if Mary says, you got to do something, and Jesus says, it ain't time for me to do nothing. That leads me to understand something. I got to come to a conclusion. That means that God's supernatural power, even though he's omniscient, even though he's sovereign, it's not up to God alone when it happens. I'm going to wait. I'm going to let that sink in. It's not up to God by himself when your miracle takes place. 
I, I just come from Canada, and, and we had a lot of people get the Holy Ghost in, in that church. A, one lady was there from Korea. She had been seeking the Holy Ghost for seven years, seven years, and she got the Holy Ghost that night. And, and, and somebody said mistakenly, they said, well, tonight was her night. After seven years, God, fi-, and, and I kind of corrected. I said, no, God would have filled her with the Holy Ghost seven years ago if she'd have had the faith seven years ago like she had tonight. Let let, let, let me preach something to you right here. It's not completely up to God when you get the Holy Ghost. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's already been poured out. It's already available. It's not like God says, no, I, I can't do it tonight. Listen to me. I'm going to preach to you because, because it's not completely solely up to God when you get a miracle under this tent tonight. We're putting the whole thing on God, but based on what Jesus told his mother, it helps me understand it's not completely up to him. My faith puts a mandate upon him that says, I'm believing for it right now. Watch this. Who's the electric company uh, here, Pastor V? Northeast Power. Northeast Power Company does not decide when that keyboard turns on. Hit it one time. They don't decide when this keyboard turns on. That media screen lights up or when this microphone turns on. They don't decide when this fan starts blowing. All they do is they're the source. They just wire the building. They just run the the, the power into the facility and says, here's what you do. If you plug into this at any time, day or night, you can recognize that the power is already in the tent. What are you saying? I'm saying Jesus don't have to walk in here right now and say, okay, now he just said, you plug into me, you're going to get something. I'm fixing to preach this thing. I'm trying to get some people to quit saying revival's coming. Ain't nothing coming. It's already wired into the facility. It's already here. Watch. Mary's faith reached into the future of Jesus' ministry, and somehow, I don't fully understand it, she pulled out a miracle ahead of time. Now listen to me. Don't get mad when I tell you this. Get get glad. God does not determine the time or the size of your miracle. Your faith does. God does not determine the size of this church. Your faith does. God does not determine how blessed you are. Your faith does. How do you know, preacher? Because the Bible said, he that soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. But then he looked over here at us at Potts Camp and said, and as for you bunch, he that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. 
That means according to my praise and my faith and my ability to trust in him. If I got little faith, I got little stuff. But if I got big faith, I got big churches and I got big revival and big baptism. I'm trying to increase your faith right now. That God said, tell them it ain't all up to me. Tell them to put a mandate on me. Tell them they expect me to do it. Faith has the ability to leave the present and go into the future and touch the power of the ages to come. And I'm going to step off track for a moment because I'm trying to bring a revelation to you. But but uh, let, let me ask you, have you noticed, now I'm not talking about Bethlehem, I'm not talking about the great preachers you have, but have you noticed uh, that in the last uh, several years, decades actually, that we hear a lot less preaching about hell? It made me just want to stop and preach about hell. But, 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 but you're not going to go to heaven because you're scared of going to hell. I'm just talking about we don't talk about the consequences. If we got saved, you got saved from what? Huh? You didn't just get saved from addiction. You didn't just get saved from a bondage. You got saved from lake of fire and hell. You know, if you're saved, you got to wonder what from. But listen, what I want to preach to you, because in the in the middle of the itching ear preaching that's been going on now for about the last 10 years, there's not only not been a lot of preaching on hell, but now we don't hear a whole lot about heaven. It's a lot more about what God's going to do down here and about the here and now and problems now. I, I think I said it on their show this morning. Even if you get healed of cancer tonight, if you don't make the rapture, you're going to die from something. Now hear me. Because we are headed to a place called heaven. And when your perspective becomes eternal, the devil cannot mess with you much because you're like the old song said, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. If this is all God had, I would be let down and disappointed. But I understand something like you. We're just having church now to get people baptized so they can go with us to heaven later. We're on our way to a city. Can I preach and tell you? We're headed to a healing service in the air. You're going to get healed up there. You'll never relapse. I said some of you that have been addicts and you relapse, if you get there, you'll never fall back. If you trip now, get up. Rejoice not against me, oh, my adversary. When I fall, I shall arise. But I'm going to a place where I will never fall again. We're headed to a healing service. We're going to have a new body. I said we're going to have a new body in a new mansion with a new robe and a new mind and a new song and a new heaven and a new earth and a new life, all that. But listen, listen where I'm taking you. Jesus said something. He said, I want you to pray like this. I want you to pray, Matthew 6 and 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Whoa, Jesus. Watch this. Jesus just said, you know what all is in heaven. You know what heaven's going to be like, but if you would get to praying down here in Potts Camp, I would bring a little heaven down on earth. 
Yeah, but that's eternity, yeah. But God said faith can do what Mary did. It can cause you to reach into eternity and something that's set up ahead of you and pull a little bit of heaven right down here into the parking lot right now. Watch this. You can get what's in heaven before you get to heaven. Watch. And if you want on earth the same things that are in heaven, then you have to do on earth what heaven does in heaven. Watch. When we talk about healing, we say, well, there's no sickness in heaven, so don't let there be any sickness on earth. It don't work like that. There's going to be sickness on earth. But, but why? Because Jesus told us to pray. He didn't say you don't have to have on earth what's not in heaven. That's not what he said. He said you need to pray that you can get some of what is in heaven loose down here on earth. Some peace like in heaven on earth. How do you do that? You have to start doing on earth what they're doing in heaven. Can I tell you, heaven is a continual praise service. Heaven is one continual worship meeting. Every time you find the elders, they're falling down worshiping. You know what I love tonight? I was just loving it. I watched ladies come up here with high heel shoes. They were tripping and falling, standing in rocks as if to tell the devil, I don't just praise God and good carpeted sanctuaries. I don't have to be down here at the sanctuary with the air running for me to praise God. I'll get right out here with my with my high heels stumbling. Why? Because I'm just trying to get heaven on earth. And it doesn't matter what part of earth it's in. I need heaven on earth. I'm going. Let me take you there. Let me get to this. Now listen. These Old Testament prophets like, you know, Isaiah, Daniel, even John in the New Testament, they were shown future events and they experienced things that were not fulfilled in their generation. Nobody else experienced it, but Isaiah did. Hang with me, track with me. I'm about to take you somewhere. Men like David was able to experience New Testament grace while living under Old Testament law. This blow your mind. Watch. David should have been stoned and killed. But there's a reason why it couldn't happen. Because David, even though he was living in a dispensation under the law, he was a worshiper and a praiser. And because of that, he leaped up to Calvary and began to say things in Psalms 22 like, they have pierced my hands and my feet. He began to get into another dimension because he was a praiser and a worshiper. As a matter of fact, you might have a hard time believing it, but David said something like this, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Now, all of us Pentecostals think the Holy Ghost got poured out on the day of Pentecost, and it did. But there were some people like David who said, my tongue was made glad. There were some people like David who the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Somebody said, well, it was just on them and it's in us. Let me tell you what Jesus said. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. There were people in the Old Testament who had the Holy Ghost before everybody else got it. 
I had time. I'll tell you about a man named Belial and many others. They were doing this. They were doing like my mama cooking gumbo in Louisiana. We're going to serve it at 7 o'clock. But somewhere around 5.30, mama said, come here. Stuck a spoon down in that gumbo and said, taste this. This is what I'm going to be serving tonight. And so when she put it on the table and everybody else started tasting it at 7 o'clock, I had already tasted a little bit of what was coming. Can I tell you? There's a group of praisers. We're going to get a little foretaste of what everybody. Come on, I'm talking to some spiritual Davids that God said, tell them they don't have to wait till they get to heaven. They can have a little heaven on earth. I can bring a little something down here that's waiting on them up there. I just ticked over halfway. I got to preach this. Tell your neighbor, say, I see you in the future. And you look a lot better than you do right now. <laughs> listen and be seated. Listen. I had a preacher get upset with me one time because I, I, I told this man in his church, I, I, I said, young man, I said, there's an evangelistic anointing on your life. You're going to preach. You're going to travel. God is going to use you. He's going to use you to lay hands on people. God is going to use you mightily. And, and, and this preacher come to me later. He said, hey, so I just need to let you know that that guy that you're telling that to, he he's messed up. He said he, he's, he, he's been on drugs. He's still, he's got a bunch of problems in his life. I mean, I don't even know if he's really saved yet. I said, well, brother, I said, that's the difference. You see him as he is. I'm seeing him as he's going to be. I said, the prophetic doesn't see you in a pathetic state. It looks up the road, and it sees how you're going to be. That preacher, when I come back, he said, hey, you remember a couple years ago, you prayed for that boy? He was, he was messed up. He was homosexual. He said, I couldn't believe it. He said, would you believe he's preaching now? I said, I saw him preaching then. Come on, I'm talking to some Jacobs right now. You may look like a Jacob to the world, but you're going to be an Israel. Even in your mother's belly, eternity already declared where you're going. Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. Daniel saw things his generation didn't see. Think about John. John walks all the way up into eternity, sees it, turns around and comes back. Everybody didn't get to experience that. He experienced it because he laid his head on the chest of Jesus. Let me give another one to you. Everybody receives the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. Elizabeth gets a visit from Mary, and whenever she speaks to her, the Bible said the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was, guess what, filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke out with a loud voice. What I'm showing you is this, is that God does things for people who receive what he's saying eternally, and he lets you jump ahead in the line. Watch. Watch this. Here's what Jesus tells us. If this don't work on you, then, then, then I've lost it. Jesus told the woman at the well, he said in John 4 and 23, he said, but the hour cometh and now is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it coming 
or as it now is. Let me go to the smart side. Is the school bus coming or is it here now? An hour's coming. Okay, there's an hour coming. Oh, by the way, and it now is. Wait a minute. How is it coming and now is? It's got to be one or another. But he explains it in here. He says, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father and spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship. Are you ready for this? The hour is coming, but it also is. What do you mean, preacher? For those who worship, it already is. But for those who wait, you're still waiting. There's churches waiting on revival while other churches are worshiping in revival. If you're a true worshiper, you get now what others may get later. I'm not waiting on end time revival. I'm not waiting on God to get ready. I'm already in revival. Do you hear what? Quit waiting on somebody to say now. No, it's always your hour. Can I shout this to you? It's not coming. It already is here. There is no miracle coming. It's already here. The place is wired with Holy Ghost electricity. Plug into it. Be seated and give you one more. Uh, I heard from uh, Evangelist uh, Miller today. He, he said the same thing that you said to that church. He said it's the same thing I prophesied to him. The door's open. It's here. Both, both people will be right. The people say, well, revival ain't happening yet. One day it might happen. If that's your mentality, you're waiting. But if you're a worshiper, it's already here. Why does that work? Because worship, let me explain to you, everything that had breath can praise the Lord. If you're in here and you're a smoker, praise him. If you're in here and you're messed up in perversion, praise him. If you're a lesbian, a gay, a homosexual, we invite you to get right up in here with us and praise God. If you're on alcohol, drugs, addiction, soup, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise him with liquor on your breath. Somebody said, why would you let them praise God if they ain't delivered yet? Because that's why we want them to praise God so they will get delivered. But they're not perfect yet. Well, God don't give you the Holy Ghost because you're perfect. He gives you the Holy Ghost to help you be perfected. I need to say this to somebody here. God ain't going to give you the Holy Ghost because you quit smoking. He's going to give you the Holy Ghost to help you stop smoking. You don't get the Holy Ghost because you qualified. You qualified because you got. Hey, watch. Let me read it to you. Let me read it to you. Listen, see if you can get it. Watch this. Let me see it. Watch. Worship differs than praise. Everything that had breath can praise God. I just give you every liberty to. But worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. You have to have a revelation to worship. 
You can't be ignorant. You can praise God and not even know what you're talking about. Just, I'm glad I got up today. and You're just praising God. God will take it. But when you come to begin to be a worshiper, you got to know the name. you got to know who you're talking about. You have to have a regeneration in your life. You have to worship in spirit and in truth. Everybody can praise, but it takes people of the name to worship. Now watch. Watch. So, so there's this lady. She comes to Jesus, and she says, Lord, my daughter is at home, grievously vexed with the devil, and I need you to do something. Here's what the Bible says about it. He answered her not one word. Ain't time, nope, not time. And his disciples besought him, saying, send her away. She's crying after us. And, and he said unto her, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, it ain't your time, lady. You're not an Israelite. And I'm not doing Gentile miracles, so you're the wrong ethnicity. You need to wait till after Calvary. Matter of fact, you may have to wait all the way up to Acts 8. You're going to have to wait a little while uh, before I decide that that's going to happen. I I'm sorry, but I'm only dealing with those of the house of Israel right now. She was, look at me, she's in the wrong dispensation. Then your Bible said, she came and she worshiped. She's stuck in the wrong dispensation. Ain't time for that yet. She said, well, I will worship. When she begins to worship, she steps out of that dispensation and jumps ahead about 10 or 15 years to what we commonly call the time of the Gentiles. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if Mary could get a miracle ahead of time, and if Jesus said you can get it now or you can wait for it later, and if a Gentile woman can get it before the time of the Gentiles, then the Lord sent me to tell you every worshiper here and in that parking lot, you can connect to things that wait on you in eternity. If you just quit looking at the right here and now, God said, I'm looking for worshipers that are getting ahead of time. Some of you are going to get it ahead of time. You don't have to wait for 25 years to develop. God said, I can accelerate you and give it all to you abundantly, exceedingly, above all. Raise your hands up to the Lord. In the kingdom of God on earth, in the thousand-year reign of Christ on this earth, we shall reign with him as kings and priests. We shall reign as kings and priests. But if you're a worshiper, you're already reigning. Hallelujah. Let it fall on this place right now, God, that we get a little taste of the power of the ages to come. Help us tonight, God, that we get a little touch of what's to come up in the future, that we realize it's already here. Let us get ahead of our time.
Let us just inch ahead in the line. I'm going to ask this church to pray out loud. I'm closing my Bible. I'm going to minister to you a little bit. We're going to let the Holy Ghost minister and fill people with the Holy Ghost tonight. Hey, I want you just to pray in your spirit right now. That's how you connect to the eternal. That's how you connect to what's going to happen in the future. That's how you pull into the right now. I don't have to wait to the millennium. I don't have to wait to the thousand years. I don't have to wait to eternity. I'm getting a little touch of heaven on earth. Pray in your spirit. Come on, I just want to walk up in this. I feel something in here with us right now. I feel heaven on earth. I feel a little of the first fruits of our inheritance. I feel the earnest of our inheritance. I feel God giving us a little bit of what we're going to have a whole lot of. Call out to him for just a moment. Something's breaking right here. Something's happening right here. I'm going to wait on it for just a moment. Shay. going to wait on it right here for just a moment. Morebo Korea Satayara Bahatai. Woo! here it's here several people have mentioned God's already healed them you're already healed too you just need to receive it and I want to I, I, I want to say this with no emotionalism in it I want to say this just in faith before we move to praying in this altar and the Holy Ghost does what all he's going to do. I want a couple things to happen right here. God is going to heal. Last night, God touched some people. I've already heard about it in their arms, and I'm praying for Kelly Mack to get it too tonight. But God's going to heal people that are in the beginning stages of neuropathy. In your feet. You're in this tent, and I hope this person can hear me because there's also somebody who's outside this tent. They're out here in their vehicle listening to us. And if you will get out of your vehicle and you can get underneath this tent, when you walk up in here, God is going to heal your feet and heal your legs, and you're going to step into a little bit of heaven on earth well, here's what we're going to do we're going to minister we're going to pray for a minute but while we're standing here I'm going to challenge somebody who's out here in your vehicle that's having a problem in your feet you're having some kind of a, a, a problem in your legs and in your feet and it wants to lead to neuropathy I want you to get I hope they can hear me I'm talking loud put a speaker out there to them I want you to come underneath this tent right now because the Holy Ghost is going to heal your body and you're going to get a miracle in your legs and in your feet tonight. And I just got to wait on it. 
I'm going to wait on it. There's, there's going to be a notable miracle we're going to watch God do here that God is going to heal a body of somebody who's, I, I believe he's going to touch people in this tent, but he's going to touch somebody who's going to walk in this place. Walk on in here to me. Walk all the way to me. Look at God. Thank you, God. That one had me worried. That one had me a little worried. But that lets you know it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is going to touch this man's feet. The Holy Ghost is going to block neuropathy from being able to operate in his legs and in his feet. I need a man that is not worried about your clothes that'll come kneel down and put your feet on this man's shoes right here. Go ahead, gentlemen. Do it. I want this church to do something with me right now. A, take your mind off of me. This is not about me. This is about God confirming himself to you right now. That I know who's in this place and I know who's outside this place. Kebriataya. Sir, just receive it. It's already done. I believe it will give Glory to God in the name of Jesus. It's already done for him. Circulation is going to go back to your toes, sir. Circulation all the way back down your feet into your toes, sir. Kibra kataya. We rebuke neuropathy. We take authority over every spirit that would try to cripple this man. Carry alabahata. I'm going to ask this church to let a shout of praise come up right now. I don't know what this man's name is, but I just challenge him. Pick your feet up, brother. Start walking. You got it. There's a miracle already been made away for you. Come on, man. Come on, ma'am. Come on, ma'am. Come on, ma'am. I remember this lady from this this morning. I seen you at church today. Pastor B pointed you out to me. Uh, we're going to pray over this lady right here. This lady's been under attacks and tormented and got spirits fighting against her. But greater is he that's with us under this tent. This lady's going to be baptized in Jesus' name. I claim your whole house. I claim help to come back to your body. I claim where I saw the enemy come into your body about three and a half years ago. I saw the enemy come into your body and try to snuff you out and try to put diseases and infirmity into your body, which you have not yet recovered of. Am I telling you correctly? Am I telling you right, ma'am? About three and a half years ago, the enemy came in and wanted to snuff you out and kill you. And since that time, you've been on a decline physically. And the enemy's even trying to do something in your mind. But I'm going to pray that there will be a balance in your hormones there will be a balance in the chemicals of your mind and you shall make a full recovery in your body. You will be filled full of the Holy Ghost. You'll be baptized in the name of Jesus. You shall be a light and a spectacle. Lay your hands on her. Pray. 
when the church prays, when worshipers praise, eternity comes down. David, y'all help that man walk up and down. I want him to walk. Help that man to walk. Just go that way, come back. Go that way, come. Just walk with him. Just go. Better watch him. He might run or something because I feel like heaven's coming down. I feel a little bit of that healing service in the air. I feel, hey, 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 hey. There you go, elder. There you go, elder. Praise him. Praise him, brother. I believe God's given us a sign. You're coming out of a parked car into a moving altar. You're coming out of a parked vehicle into a moving church. If I needed a miracle in my body, I would get in that aisle where that man is right now, and I would just pray. I would just get in the middle aisle. I, I would just get in the aisle and praise. Hey, if you need a miracle, step in that aisle. You musicians, get ready. If you want the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, come to this altar with us right now. If you're here and you're having a hard time praying in the spirit, your tongue is locked up. Come down here. Get down here with us right now. Keep praying to the Holy Ghost pray. Come on, brother. Pastor B, lay your hand on this gentleman. God's going to do more than just fill you with the Holy Ghost. Carry Allah. Something's going to happen in your heart. Something's going to happen in the chambers of your heart. I pray, come on, if you need the Holy Ghost, move down here. You want the Holy Ghost, come down. Raise up both your hands right now. If you want the Holy Ghost, get your hands up. If you want the Holy Ghost, get your hands up. If you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, lay hands on this young lady right here. Here it comes. By the authority of the name of Jesus and the word of faith, we loose the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Eddie, there you go, Mama. That's the Holy Ghost. There you go, lady. That's the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost, brother. Let that come out of you, brother. Let the Holy Ghost speak. Come on, they got hands on people. This young lady right here received the Holy Ghost. If you're in this aisle, you want the Holy Ghost. Put your hands up and pray to God fills you right now. I'm going to turn them loose and let them go. If they got their hand up, get your hand on them. Receive the Holy Ghost.
Jesus right now. Pray in the tongue right now.
apathies. Give up. Come out in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the spoken word of faith. I loose you to the miracle. The eternal glory of God. Your inheritance right now. Brother, when we take our hands off of you, praise Jesus like you have it all night. It's done. It's done. I mean, it's done. I mean, it's done. It's done. It's done. tonight. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It'll remit your sins. It'll cover you with the blood of Jesus. It'll put you in the body of Christ. Tonight is your night. Craig is standing right here. He knows where you need to go to get to that baptistry. If you're in here and you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus, if you're repenting tonight, you wanted to give your heart to the Lord, this is the most important thing we can do for you tonight. Come right here and stand by Craig. Walk over this way. Raise your hand up high, Craig. If you want to be baptized, come over here with this gentleman. Anybody else want to be baptized? Walk right over here. We're not done, but we just want you to know where to come to. They're going to sing again. If you have somebody with you who wants to be baptized, please bring them over here. We want to do this in an orderly fashion. Well, we can get you to that water and get you baptized. Now listen to me. Reach over and lay your hand on the shoulder of that person next to you. There's, there's more than neuropathy being healed. God's healing all manner of sickness and diseases in here tonight. I want you to pray for one another. There's another one. We got people coming to be baptized. Hallelujah. Listen, when I turn them loose to sing one more time, we're believing God touched Kelly Mack tonight. Would it be something he get there? They say, no, everything's all right, healed. I believe nerves are being released. I believe backs and head, you're being healed. When they start singing, I want you to get a hold of somebody. Pray over their life right now in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let prayer be made. You want to be baptized, go to it. One, two, three, let it go.
a shout ring out. Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord. What a great move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Watching people get filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't it exciting and awesome? Amen. Had several filled with the Holy Ghost in the altar. Listen, if you were filled with the Holy Ghost and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, in that building right back there, we've got clothes, we've got water. You need to make your way to that building right now to get baptized in Jesus' name and have every sin you've ever committed washed away. Can I get an amen?